0: This is the Sticks and Stacks Podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host, and it is the end of hockey season, the regular season at least. And that means that the real season, the Stanley Cup playoffs, are just around the corner. Every team has just around 10 or so games remaining. And so joining us to break down a big slate tonight, 14 games, Busy night in the NHL calendar is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Nate, these things are uh, getting pretty fun. All of a sudden, some of these leads for uh, some of these folks at divisions and wildcard that appeared to be safe not too long ago, no longer safe. Well,
1: yeah. And, you know, with everybody having roughly 10 games left to go. But I I will say you brought up something. I I will say I would like to take issue with whoever at the NHL is in charge of the scheduling. How the heck did we have one game yesterday and then 14 today? Somebody's got to find a way to balance this stuff out so that we can do our hockey bets and our DFS and all of that uh, each day, as opposed to uh, just one game yesterday and then all of a sudden uh, the floodgates opened tonight.
0: That was weird. You're you're exactly right. On top of that, you know, it's it's a great time of the season to watch hockey. I'd like to watch more hockey. I can't watch when there's 14 on in one night, I can only watch so many. But goodness, that was really strange. And it happens again later this week, too. As a matter of fact, it's just sort of a strange end of the year schedule here. But we'll kick things off with the red red-hot Florida Panthers, who, of course, uh, now are looking for their eighth consecutive home win tonight. They find themselves in pursuit of the Colorado Avalanche for the President's Trophy. They are hot on their heels, 108 points for the Panthers, 110 for the Avalanche. Things are getting a little easier in locking down the East. They are up six points on Carolina, with uh, uh, only eight to play for the Panthers, and the Hurricanes have even seven, so they're getting close to wrapping it up, but it's not done yet and it's worth noting that the six teams in the east that would be the automatic berths in the atlantic and the metropolitan they're all on winning streaks so these teams in the east are really heating up the panthers take on an anaheim ducks team that let's be honest they should probably crush right
1: yeah they they really should sean and so there's a couple of things that i'm looking at with this game i mean first of all if you look at the um if you look at the lines For this game tonight, I mean, Florida is a minus 475. That is one of the highest money line spreads that we've seen all year. And in fact, Toronto, by the way, has that same money line um, against the Buffalo Sabres tonight at home. So the problem is, even if you wanted to take it in regulation or you wanted to take it uh, on the puck line. Um, you're frankly still paying a really high amount of juice. Um, Like, for example, Florida on the puck line at a minus one and a half is still minus 170 at DraftKings and is even higher at a couple of the other books that I was looking at. So I wanted to try to look at what I expected out of this game. And what I do expect for sure out of this game is scoring and a lot of it, because it sits with an over under at six and a half. Sean, Florida can do that by themselves. And in fact, on this current seven game winning streak that they are on, they have scored seven goals themselves three times in the last seven games. So to me, the fact that this is sitting at six and a half, yes, Anaheim is bad. Um, But at the same time, Anaheim has still shown that they can score. They've actually gone over in three out of their last four games, and the fourth one was a push. Um, It had an over-under of six, and they finished with exactly six. So Anaheim, even though they're losing, they are still managing to score at least a couple of goals. We know that Florida can score. So I'm actually really surprised as of tape time here on the podcast, Sean, that this isn't up to seven yet.
0: Yeah, it, it, I'm surprised to that, too, because it seems like it really should be. Remember the Panthers in their last 10 are, are scoring 4.7 per and they're the highest scoring team in the league. They have been all year. So, yeah, that one makes a lot of sense. I like the over under. I'll, I'll tell you what, Nate, things are so, so tilted. And we know that the Panthers are on a big winning streak and we know how good they are at home, but they are so tilted that I almost have to find value in picking the Ducks because of eventually, right? I mean, they can't go unbeaten. Eventually, you have to have one of those games where you overlook somebody and, and you make a mistake and who knows what happens. And it's probably not going to happen. I wouldn't put a lot on it, to be sure. But on the 60-minute line, if the Ducks were to win in regulation, it's plus plus five. 100 at DraftKings. And so for five to one in a hockey game for them just to win in regulation, I think I have to throw the dart because you pointed out that they're such a heavy favorite. You almost don't see that sort of thing. That feels like just they're so heavy a favorite. It might be time to throw a little bit on the underdog. Well,
1: you got uh, you got more faith in what uh, the <laughs> wingless ducks uh, can do than I than I do, because I, I think they're good for a goal, maybe two. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, they're just allowing way too many through and again, look. I, it, er, a couple of months ago, we thought, well, you know, Anaheim might be able to sneak into a wild card spot because of how they started off the season. They started off hot. Um, Troy Terry was playing very well. Trevor Zegras was playing very well. Um, all so this team was was doing good, but they were expected to be kind of in a rebuild year, and it eventually caught back up to them. So this Anaheim team is going to be a lot of fun. I really look forward to seeing what they can do between now and next season. But uh, you've got more faith than I do because even at a plus five hundred, ooh. That just that makes me uh that that makes me shiver. If I had a free bet, maybe just in case.
0: Yeah, there you go. There, there. If you have one of those free bets, or you know, or if you want to hedge, you know, you want to throw. You don't have to throw as much to balance it out. That's for sure. If you want to go with that over, which does make a lot of sense, and just do a little bit on Anaheim, you know, it's a. I feel like taking chances, Nate. Not going to put the kids college fund on it, but, you know, a couple shekels here and there. Well, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah, Leave the college <laughs> fund out of this one, Sean. That's all. Exactly. I'm,
1: that's all I'm saying.
0: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Be, be aware of what you're getting into. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, it's not very good odds, but but the payoff is rich. So let's go over to Nashville, where we have a game that is a little bit closer. Now, obviously, Nashville is the favorite they are at home where they're pretty good 22 12 and oh and obviously their record of 46 20 41 26 and 5 is good as a matter of fact as things stand today five of the teams in the central division would be in the playoffs out west. Nashville leading the wild card chase 87 to 86 over the Stars. So there is a lot to to go get here now. They can't really climb to third over the Blues. They have 94 points, but they do want to cement that wild card spot with the Stars on their tail and the Vegas Golden Knights just lurking in the weeds at 3 points behind them. So when you look at this game for the Panthers, you look at a sharks team that uh, certainly does have some ability, but I I think this one has to be Nashville. Fortunately, it's not a minus 475.
1: Well, exactly, and and I'll tell you that I think the way that we play this one to be able to bring that juice down is Nashville is a minus 120 to win it in regulation. Um, San Jose, excuse me, San Jose is not officially eliminated from playoff contention yet, but they might as well be. Um, I mean, this is one of those that it's just probably a matter of time unless they just all of a sudden heat up, and I don't see that with this Sharks team. However. This Nashville squad, very good at home. San Jose, as a matter of fact, not all that great on the road. Uh, 13, 17, and 4, as a matter of fact, is uh, uh, is their road record. But Nashville has won, let's see, three out of their last four at home. They also just beat... Uh, the Minnesota Wild at home. And you and I have talked about the Wild here on this podcast. They are a good team. Um, I think they're going to be a tough out for anybody in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And so I just feel that Nashville has a lot to play for. They're at home where they are playing a little bit better. Um, You know, Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, uh, 233 points between the three of them. Um, So they certainly are the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to Nashville. So I like Nashville, but I want to bring that juice down. And so because of it, I'm going to take the Preds on the 60-minute line to bring that down to a minus 120. That's what it is uh, at DraftKings right now.
0: That works for me. That makes a lot of sense. I am going to look towards Roman Josie, and if you can find one of those bets with the shots, and you can do that over at DraftKings, basically looking at the over, under, and shots. And In Josie's case, it is three and a half. Now, he doesn't always hit that, but he has gone over that mark. In four of his last nine, so I like the idea uh, of him getting four shots because even if you look prior to that, if you look uh, about three weeks ago, Nate, he was averaging almost five. So given the fact they have a superior they have a superior team, they do want to get the win. They are on a, a two game losing streak, or at least oh one and one as it stands. I think that this is going to be a team that that comes out and wants to. to close this one off real quickly. So I like Josie at least starting the uh, opportunity to, to get rebounds, all that sort of stuff, firing from the blue line. I like Josie at an over three and a half in shots. And doing that, I can get a plus 135 to that point. That seems pretty good. I think I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a solid one. When you see a top line like that, a lot of times their shots prop um, is a really attractive one to bet on Um, just because you know that they're going to be involved, especially when you see everything statistically for the team so top heavy with that top line. Like I said, 233 points uh, between those three. And then the other thing you want to keep an eye on is, you know, San Jose kind of um, middle of the pack when it comes to penalty minutes um you know they 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 rank right in the middle of the NHL but when you find those guys in the shots prop, I love it if I can find somebody that I know is also on the uh, the first power play unit as well, because you know that those shots are a great opportunity right. on the man advantage as well. So it's something that I look for. For example, with the Colorado Avalanche, Kale McCarr's shots prop is one of my favorite ones to play because he is so important to them on the power play uh, with the abs. And then obviously he also takes shots when he's not on the man advantage. So good call, I think, with him and the shots prop for tonight, especially at plus odds.
0: Yeah, and Josie and Makar, most likely the two players that are going to end up as the uh, – one of them is going to win the Norris Trophy. I don't know which one, but it's going to yeah. be one of those two. <laughs> so obviously you're looking at similar type of circumstances. Now we'll we'll look at uh, our, our last game in particular over here. This is Vancouver at home, uh, a team that at this point uh, is is just not playing for much of anything. They are technically still alive, although they're going to need a run. As a matter of fact, depending on what happens tonight, they could be. Uh, uh, almost eliminated this evening if vegas knocks them off because of the gap that would be between the two not technically but you'd be down seven points with six games to go that's not looking real good they take on those golden knights and the knights by the way after being really wobbly for a bit are now playing a little bit better hockey they have won three straight on the road they'll be going for four and what do you see happening in this one
1: Well, I think we're going to see essentially a playoff atmosphere, Sean, um, in Vancouver, uh, because you are talking about uh, the Canucks trying to hold on. Uh, to any opportunity that they have in for the postseason. And they've won three in a row. But the problem is that they've got a couple of games in there that, yes, they got a point. um, But in their last 10, they've got three overtime losses. And those three points, had they been able to win it either, you know, in regulation or somehow pull it off in OT, um, would be making such a difference for them. But you're right. They are so close to being eliminated right now. And so because of that, I think we're going to see just a really kind of uh, uh, just a true playoff atmosphere. I'm sure that that is what uh, Vancouver is preaching in the locker room right now is treat every game like it has the uh, ability to be your last because the way that uh, the way that the standings are right now, it could very well be the case for the Canucks. The interesting thing here with these two teams, Sean, um, and I'm going to play the under, by the way. I, I don't mean to uh, to uh, hold the punchline of the joke here. I am going to play the under in this one um, in, in terms of goals, because I think it's going to be that playoff type of atmosphere. But this is the third time that these two teams have played in the last nine days. And what's crazy is each one has won on each other's home ice. So if you look at the games that have happened over these last nine days, um, Vegas managed to win in Vancouver in overtime. So that's one of those points that I was talking about uh, that they missed out on. But then in Vegas, Vancouver came in uh, last week, and this is one that really surprised me. Um, They not only beat the Golden Knights, they spanked them. I mean, they beat them five to one. It wasn't even close. Uh, Vancouver came in with a ton of energy that I did not expect. Um, And and they managed to beat them. So I think Vegas is going to have sort of that sour taste in their mouth that they want to redeem themselves. So I think Vegas is going to wind up winning this one. But my favorite bet is the under simply because I believe that playoff atmosphere is going to lead to um, a low score. And so the over under right now sits at a flat six and you can get it at minus one twenty.
0: Well, you know what? It's kind of funny. I take a look at, at a couple of different things because I, I see it actually going over, and that's simply because I think these teams are going to be amped, and I don't particularly like either of the goaltenders. I, I know the win-loss has been pretty good, but save percentage for for both the, the goaltenders has been really pedestrian. Goals against kind of average. I do think there are the goals to be scored You know, in the three games, as you have pointed out. And, you know, One went to five. That was in overtime. The other went to six, and their first game this year went to 11, although that was all the way back – in November, so I went and look at a, a, a puck line total goals combo over at DraftKings, and right there I can get an over five and a half, so I can g- go ahead and get myself uh, a little bit under there, so I could go over that, and and the six then would be a win in this particular bet, and the uh, it's basically a combo bet. Uh, The Canucks have to be a plus one and a half. Now, is it possible they could get blown out? Yes. But like you said, playoff atmosphere. I think that is exactly right. So I can get the Canucks plus one and a half and over five and a half for the game. And I can get that at a plus 170, which I think is a a pretty reasonable deal. I kind of like the idea. But, you know, we see this game going a couple different ways. We'll have to find out. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, you know, what you're trying to do, and we see this with a lot of these
1: games is, you know, find a way to do, you know, I, I think sometimes, Sean, people get a little caught up with the uh, same game parlays and they try to do four or five legs. Man, my rule is once I'm in positive territory, if I feel pretty good about it. Right. Take the bet. Stop. Um, yep. You know, stop right there. Um, And, you know, and, and give yourself, you know, give yourself a, a multiple that is a good payday, but don't feel like it has to be four or five legs. Now that said if there's a promotion out there that's like hey if you do four legs and you do $20 and blah 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 you get it back i mean we know all the different books have these different kinds of promotions then absolutely look into those but you know this is a really simple way especially with some of these hockey games that you can have small successes um, and manage to build up your, your bank account and your, and your balance in your account pretty well. So I think that's a really smart play. Like I said, I disagree with you when it comes to the total, but I do like the direction that you're going with the play to try to put yourself in positive territory.
0: Well, the nice thing about that, Nate, is if you did decide you wanted to go on the under of that over at DraftKings, the odds are exactly the same, plus 170, uh, for if you want to combo that out. So you you pick your poison there, believe that it's going to be higher or lower scoring, and you still get the exact same plus odds. I, I like the point you made there specifically. that same-game parlays are fun, and and I, I love them. I think they're great invention. Obviously, so do the sports books for the reasons that you particularly talked about. There's this temptation to keep going higher and higher and higher and of course your odds get longer for a reason so that's a really it's a really good point you and i haven't really talked about that before when you're talking about sort of an overarching strategy when it comes to those same game parlays or parlays in general the best thing to do and you hit it on the head is don't get greedy when you're in plus money as long as you feel good about it stop right there you don't want to get yourself out of control and then you find yourself chasing and that's when you really get yourself in trouble
1: well, and, and look at the math, um, you know, and I've seen a couple of different articles and, and read some things about this uh, before. So I'll kind of go with what I believe to be sort of the average. But, you know, the house edge, Sean, if all you're doing is bet, doing individual bets, right? So you're just betting, you're betting just in general, you're doing a simple unit bet, things like that. The, the house edge is essentially 5% roughly. I've seen right. it slightly different in different directions, but let's call it 5%. The moment you start doing parlays, the house edge gets north of 25 percent, sometimes north of 30 percent. And obviously, the more legs you add, the more likely you are that you're going to lose. But when you start doing parlays, that house edge increases exponentially and it does so quickly, which is why. Yes. I mean, you and I have, you know, we, we've talked about it off air before, but, you know, I've talked with friends about it. Yes, it's really fun when you see those things on social media where somebody bet $10 and won 10000 Of course, that's fun. And we all wish that that could happen. But, you know, I, I'll sit back and take positive territory in my account all day long, even if it's not a grand slam.
0: Yeah, and remember, too, obviously, if you've, if you've ever been to to Las Vegas or or Atlantic City or one of the places where you could actually go into a casino, you'll see a bunch of those slot machines, right, the, the quarter eaters, and they, over one of them, there'll be a sign, oh, this pr- big progressive jackpot is whatever, millions of dollars, there's a picture of someone who won it. Well, yeah, that's true. That one person won it. Out of how many people putting how much into all the slot machines combined, and many times, the same game parlay, you're trying to look at the same thing. Now, of course, they're going to advertise that kind of success because obviously it can be done. They want you to believe it can be done. Well, someone wins the lottery every week, too, but it doesn't mean you have a very good odds of getting it. And that's why maybe even if people choose to play it, you're only buying a ticket or two. You're not putting all that much into it if you're smart.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just, you know, it's one of those things here as we wrap up this edition of the pod that, you know, every now and then it's kind of nice to throw out some pointers. Um, you know, like I, I, I threw out a pointer talking baseball the other day where I said, Hey, you know, this, this shortened spring training, you know, I'm not as aggressive right now with my baseball betting as I probably would normally be this time of year. I'm, I've actually been sort of sitting back and wanting to sort of see some patterns and, you know, how are some of these hitters doing, uh, with, with the lack of spring training or pitching or et cetera. So, you know, I, I love betting baseball. I really enjoy doing it, but I've, I've sort of tempered Um, my aggressiveness here at the beginning of the year because I recognize that there's a lot of question marks. So even though I love betting on it, I'm reminding myself, okay, take a step back. Let's make sure that we kind of get a feel for you know, some of these players on new teams or some of these guys that didn't get the full advantage of a, of a regular spring training, and let's see how the
0: season starts. Yeah, known unknowns. It's important to identify yep. what you don't understand and make sure you, you you know factor that in, and that's a good point, Nate. Uh, last week, I did kick off the, uh, we call it sticks and stacks for reasons, hockey and baseball. We kicked off the baseball side of it just last Friday for the opening weekend, and I mentioned kind of the same thing these first couple weeks kind of a feeling out period for pitchers for hitters we're in sort of a a different territory where you don't see things that that are the same you now have the uh, little the pitch gizmo that the pitchers can use that we're going to see adopted more and more over the course of the season so in the early going yeah sometimes it's a little smarter to to wait and get an idea of you know larger sample size more data is always good that's why this time of year for hockey is fun because we have a huge sample size. Pretty good idea how a lot of these things are going to go. But, you know, it's sports and uh <laughs> as they say. Well, That's why we play the games.
1: Well, exactly. And also, I always like to tell people, that is why we call it gambling. If it were a sure <laughs> thing, everybody would do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. The uh, They don't build those big billion-dollar casinos by giving money away. Put it that way. So this is what we do right here on Sticks and Stacks. Get together some hockey and some baseball betting. Looking forward to a little bit of both. Uh, cook them soon enough. We'll have another baseball one later this week as well, and another hockey one later this week. Things are heating. Up, If you haven't had a chance to subscribe, please do. There's a button right wherever you clicked it to play it. And thanks for doing that as well. Make sure you check out Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy and all the other things he's doing because you follow Nate on Twitter and um, you will see there is more than just this for your uh, betting and DFS needs. I'm Sean Drotar. The Twitter handle there is S-D-R-O-T-A-R. And we will catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.